Welcome back to the Inklecast. This week we're going to talk about joy in games. I'm Tom. I'm Joe. And I'm John. Okay, so I've been just been playing the uh, the latest Tomb Raider game, and I admit I haven't actually played that far. I'm only about three hours in, but I'm really struck by the fact that Lara hasn't smiled yet. She doesn't seem to be having much fun, and it's sort of turning me off the game in a way that I never got in Uncharted. And John, you played it as well, right? Yeah, I think you mentioned it too. Yeah, well, I think I really noticed it in the last Tomb Raider game. I mean, that really went for this grim tone mm. the whole way through. She's and a survivor. I, I really fell. I really fell off it because of it. Yeah, definitely. It's it's very hard to kind of stick with a character in a game that just seems to be having no fun at all. Yeah. Would you say so? Would you say the two most recent Tomb Raider games are different in that respect? Are you saying you're, they're both similar? It's interesting. The new one, right, is not nearly as dark and it's not nearly as grim. It's got a lot more kind of verve and pep to it. I think it's much more about sort of. The character isn't constantly suffering. She's mm. quite active. She's quite out there. She's doing things for her own reasons. Mm. But yeah, she's not very really happy. No, <laughs> she's just really cold all the time. And I'll be doing all this really cool stuff. Like, I killed a bear and I went on a cool zip wire and I blew up a Soviet military base. And she just kept complaining about how she was really cold and how she was bruised. And I kept, I don't know, I just had a sense of, I just did something really cool. Like... And she's not happy about it, so I'm not especially happy about it. Because there is sort of an emotional connection between you and the protagonist. Hmm. And they don't seem to be really allowing it to, to know, make me have fun. Do you think it's because a lot of game designers nowadays are just trying too hard to be taken seriously or something? I uh, Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like game, Our game's art, the answer to that is yes, because they can be about nasty, difficult, dangerous and dark yeah. things. Yeah. But like there's so little balance in game design there's so little humanity before we started this episode tom you were saying you were saying joy it was all about how there wasn't enough joy in games and i thought that was really that really got to the heart of it for me when you said that because yeah tomb raider is is obviously a game about someone in extreme conditions doing difficult things but the capacity for people to have joy even in the middle of dark and difficult stuff is so important mm. to like making the people in games actually people which and bringing them to life and making us like and care about them that if we discard that and we're all just merciless soldiers murdering each other i, sp- I don't really want to be there particularly yeah i know yeah. what you mean and so there's i just remember there is one scene where she smiles and it's when she's a kid and she runs into her dad's office and her dad's happy to see her and that's how you know that her dad's a nice person because he smiles and he shows some humanity. But then you meet some other like some other side characters later on in the game, and all they do is wave weapons around in your face, even the ones that are meant to be on your side. So you don't care about them. Mm. So they are aware of how to do this. They just don't seem to want to do I it. I think I I wonder whether it's a whether it's it's almost like a courage problem. It's that sense that if you add a little bit of humour, then you're going to somehow undermine this atmosphere and tension you've been trying to create. And that it's probably true that if you end up just doing something goofy, then it might mm. you might jump the shark a little bit and feel. But like even you've lost even it, films but... like Schindler's List know to, know how to add a little bit of comic relief even to the most tragic of stories. Yeah. Um... I remember J.K. Rowling saying that if you can't make people laugh, how can you expect to make them cry? Like, you have to put humour in because it grounds people, it makes the people more real. And then when difficult and 
and sort of darker things happen, it has some purchase. And I, yeah, I think that's, that's really, that's Mm. really true. But we were talking about it as well in terms of in general in games, there's this sort of lack of joy. Yeah, um, I think it's a more recent thing as well. Like, I think we've been pushing for all this realism stuff and I think we're there, we've done it. We're really realistic now. But with Mm. that comes all of this... I mean, at least in Gears of War, that you know, they were having fun. It was like grisly, gritty fun, but they were still having fun. They had chainsaws. Yeah, I mean, it was that Die Hard kind of tone, wasn't it? Like, Die Hard is a great movie because it's all fun and it's all exciting. And Bruce Willis always looks just a little bit pissed off. Yeah. And he's kind of, oh, here we go again. And there's that (laughs) slight edge of humour to it, which... I'd say there's more than just (laughs) an edge (laughs) of humour. There's that quite strong edge of humour to it. but, (laughs) But it is really important for the tone of that film. And of course, like, Indiana Jones has that same thing again again mm. and uncharted took that when they did when they did indiana mm. jones like themselves <laughs> when they did tomb raider again mm. and they kept that and one of the things i found really disappointing about uncharted 4 was that it was so joyless and so uh, no one was having but even uncharted 4 before. it's still kind of colorful and humorous maybe just not quite to the same extent as the previous ones yeah, definitely. Um, i mean I when you compare it, it with down but when you compare sure. it to tomb raider yeah it's like yeah <laughs> blindingly fun <laughs> yeah yeah blindingly joyful and i do feel like that's a confidence thing that somehow the people who make uncharted are so assured of what they're doing they are so confident that they're willing to to take that risk whereas the tomb raider people i feel like they're not quite as confident that but people are going like, to like their character i feel like uncharted's always been like that i feel like it's one of their touchstones whereas when you look at something like when they start from scratch and they make something like the last of us that's true is yeah. would you say the last of us is joyless i'm not sure i've played enough of it. i've made, maybe played 25 percent, and it's pretty dark no, i all think the it's way. got ups and downs i okay. think there are a lot of downs but there are lots of okay. moments where they, del- you know, like the giraffe bit that everybody always goes on about, which mm. frankly people talk about more than it's probably worth. But it's nice. They see an unusual thing and they're really happy together. Mm. And there's a few moments like that in it. And I mean, that's, that's not that you said in Shinder's okay. Okay. Like, it's depressing, but there's these moments of real happiness. And they really yeah. don't have to be big moments. They no. can just be a character having a little smile when they see another character doing like doing something. Like, that's that, interesting. That's just that tiny fragment of humanity. So it, sa- it sounds like you're talking more less about um humor then and yeah well you are talking about genuine joy and just happiness as opposed to the kind of the the jokes from indiana mm. jones or uncharted or something yeah like i that. think something that's really important to me has always been i don't really like goofiness particularly like yeah. it has its place but a lot of the time in adventure games i always felt that they went goofy because they thought they were supposed mm. to have humor in but i it. still think you can have like sly humor and not just have it about um, you know, just being happy to see someone else and enjoy yeah. in that sense, but actual genuine, like sly jokes, even if they're not goofy, I still think yeah. that should be possible in absolutely everything, even Schindler's List. Um, because there are certain moments where you have to realize that the people in this situation, they're still, they're still living through every second of their day and there are high points and low points, no matter how horrific the circumstances. Mm. And so much of humour, I mean, humour is a really slippery fish, isn't it? And so much of humour is just those little details of characterization when someone is just a little bit like this or a little bit like that. Mm. And it's a little bit inappropriate to the circumstance and that kind of stuff just peppers normal 
normal human interaction yeah. and like any good script that's how they make their characters stronger yeah i yeah. haven't watched much of game of thrones does game of thrones have any joy in it weirdly i was just about to say yeah game of thrones has loads of joy in it like but i just realized that all of the characters that we're not particularly meant to like the yeah the, the dislikable ones or whether or not we actually like them or not because they are fun in how much we you know they're sort of terrible sure. people they don't smile like the queen or the queen's dads they don't ever have real happiness and they're sort of the bad guys for it like the ones that can occasionally have fun or have been shown to have fun in the past you care about them they're people but if they don't ever have fun or smile that's what bad Mm. people do i sometimes wonder if we've got a lot of narratives which are all about punishing the people who are willing to experience a bit of joy yeah that's game of thrones yeah you know anyone who's got the capacity for joy is therefore weak and therefore will get cold at some point well that reminds me of the the kind of the standard scene that you see in a lot of tv and film where you you have a lot of you you have a very particular touching humorous moment with a character right before they get killed yeah Yeah, (laughs) right exactly exactly like how dare you hope for the future right you're off it just reminds me of like american politics right now it's sort of if you've got any capacity for empathy we want you out we want you off we're not having it it's not strong enough i wonder if it's a general trend in storytelling Mm. at the moment because i think i've had that same experience of just a lack of joy in quite a lot of like films and things like that just and tv shows everybody just wants to go dark the whole time i think there's some truth in that i mean 90s action movies are a lot more fun to watch than modern ones i think yeah i watch shooter they don't smile in that either. I mean, it's yeah. obviously not the best action movie ever made, but it's a popular one. And they're not happy about anything. Like, there's a romance plot that goes on for, like, half an hour. And they both... They don't hate each other. They just don't like each other. They just spend a lot of time hugging because they're quite unhappy. And it's such a contrast to fun mm. action movies. Actually, The Wire is a great example of a really see- serious TV show that knows how to do humour as well. And in a kind of a really kind of dry way yeah. or... Yeah, yeah. and it's really bold with it as well. Do you? I don't know if you remember in the first season. There's a bit where they're trying to get a desk through a door. Yeah, and like everybody keeps helping, but no one yeah. has worked well, out which the direction thing. the desk is going. Right, and so like that's even quite that, a long scene. Even that is like that is what you would class as goofy, but even that works really well because it's kind of slapstick, but in like slapstick within a serious. But like it's totally in character. It fits with yeah. these characters, and it's also incredibly expressive. They're not communicating properly, mm. and they're both pushing in the wrong direction. Like it's a mm. total mess metaphor for the whole situation mm. and it's funny yeah like just really clever humor yeah or really like or like the stuff. uh <laughs> the sweary scene where they do nothing but oh, say yeah. the f words <laughs> throughout an entire scene and that is the only word that they speak and <laughs> it is it's so genius the way they pull it off as yeah. well yeah 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 and that that kind of thing i think that's very brave writing because it does risk People just going, nah, this is stupid. Like, you have to be right on the Mm, edge. You have to know you're really good. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, and that's really difficult to do in a game because there's always so many things in flux that, like, the writing is always done, like, really early on when you've no idea how the game is going to work or right at the end just before the game ships. (laughs) And, you know, it, it, yeah, that must be really difficult as a risk to take. Brave and confident about it. And just because, I mean, I feel like it's the same about taking risks in general that I, I find it much more risky to not take any risks because you'll end up with something very bland mm. so it's either a certain blandness which is instant fail or you take the risks and produce something that can be good and so mm. you have to do that i believe mm. you just mm. have to 
At the very least, you're memorable. Like, I don't know if you guys have mm. played any of the uh, Suda51's games. Like, Killer is Dead and Lollipop Chainsaw or anything. They're, I remember Lollipop Chainsaw. I mean, they're off the wall. I <laughs> yeah. mean, Lollipop Chainsaw is a sort of bad game, but I remember it. It's ridiculous. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just like... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you'd say that they paid off, but at least their games are memorable. They get to keep making games because, like, even despite not making very good games... I remember the weird things that they did in a way that mm. I won't for Tomb Raider. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Something you just said, actually, about that scene in The Wire where they're just swearing lots. Mm. It occurred to me that swearing isn't something that's particularly fun a lot of the time in games. Like, Nathan Drake often swears when he's mm. falling off a cliff, like, repeatedly, and it's quite fun, mm. but most games don't really have fun I think, swearing. I don't I know th- if that's a weird thing to comment on. I think games are still finding it difficult to approach... Um, profanity or nudity or anything without being just laughed at. Mm. Um, certainly with nudity. <laughs> if you look at the scenes in Heavy Rain where they've attempted to be serious because we have nudity, it just it just comes off as a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Because you've made like polygonal uh, naughty bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always massively self-conscious, isn't it? Yeah. I quite like some of the bits in The Witcher Three. I, I didn't get say, very far with it, but like, in the bath the it start. opens with this um, this big bloke, your protagonist, Gerald, in the bath, and he's got like his legs open wide, and a scorpion climbs in between his knees, and it's quite a good opening. <laughs> like it's the sort of thing that HBO would do. Mm. It sort of it does get you invested very fast in what's going to happen to this guy in the bath. <laughs> it turns out it's not really that interesting, but. It was, yeah, it was a good use of nudity, a calculated mm. nudity. And it yeah. sort of said to the player, we're quite willing to go there later, which I think probably got some players to carry on playing on the off chance of seeing something exciting <laughs> later on. Whether they did or not, I don't know, because I didn't get that far myself. But Because um, I'm above such things, obviously. <laughs> obviously that was the implication. <laughs> um, so just to flip it round then, like, so we've been talking a lot about games that have a more serious tone and we're sort of complaining about a just the lack of any joy in them at all. But then there are so many games that are, you know, just like crazy fun all the time, but maybe don't have enough seriousness. Hmm. Or whether there's just a middle ground. Like, I guess Monkey Island is probably closer to that. I think it's, 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 really, it's really important not to let people say that there are funny games and not funny games, because I bet there are people out there who would assert that. But like you've got, you, Mario is obviously a joyful game about bouncing and colour, and if, if someone in Mario died and everybody started crying, that would be, <laughs> that would be way inappropriate. Right? Sure. And that's fine. We don't want to do that. Um, but that doesn't mean that a serious game shouldn't have moments of joy in it anyway. That they, That's like... My daughter watches cartoons and cartoons should not contain death. Particularly, that's a rule of cartoons. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that serious films about death should not contain cartoony moments. That's, that's just, it's mm. a broader canvas no, you're right. yeah. that's, for a broader-minded audience. Um, otherwise, it is just relentlessly grim. Like, even... I'm pretty sure, like, The Ring, that Japanese horror film, I'm pretty sure that's got a couple of jokes in it. Like, only a couple, and yeah. I'm sure they're strategically placed. But it has... Oh, mm. yeah, there's one where there's the guy who's a mathematician and his student gets pissed off with him and goes over to his whiteboard and changes a plus to a minus on a really complicated equation and then goes away. I mean, you've got... The, I mean, it's, it's just <laughs> a quick gag. It helps with the contrast, because if you, if you put a little bit of humour in, then it makes everyone relax and makes them less prepared when, for when the horror hits, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, as yeah. well as, you know, acting as a kind of reward for having made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thinking about Tomb Raider again, I do remember 
this is a this is a, a really weak praise anecdote, but I do remember one joke in one of the previous <laughs> Tomb Raider games. So I think in like Tomb Raider Legend, and there's a point where she's been bouncing around all over the world, and then somebody says, and this artifact comes from Cornwall, and she says, what down the A25 turn left on the M40 Cornwall, <laughs> <laughs> something like that, and it's like just just completely out of nowhere in the rest of the script, which is you know colourful but but not explicitly comedy. And I remember as a kid, I really enjoyed that yeah, moment. Like, yeah. I got so much out of it just because yeah. that little moment of relief and humanizing mm. they definitely used to be a lot more fun i mean i mean i know we that we've totally moved away from that but big tits and big guns was a fun character i don't know if you can really do it anymore it is a bit sexist but yeah, it was but fun a, it was that 90s it's fun a tiny bit more than a bit sexist i think yeah. it's entirely <laughs> utterly sexist but sure um but it was yes it was predicated on somewhere that was fun for its audience anyway <laughs> Yeah, and I mean that's ultimately what they good built recovery there, John. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, yeah, I haven't watched the, the movie. three white guys doing their yeah. podcast. Uh, <laughs> Does but, the movie stress on that at all? Like the original, the Tomb Raider. Yeah, movie. do you remember there was the Lara Croft movie? The Tomb Raider movie is also utterly humorless. Is it? I haven't. Yeah, you know it. it suffers from that real problem of like it's got a strong lead female character, so we absolutely cannot let her crack a smile. Like, which I've never quite understood what the reasoning behind that is. but And I do wonder whether that's something which, because we've skirted around it, but like one of the differences between Uncharted and Tomb Raider is Uncharted has a boy and, Uncharted, and Tomb Raider has a girl. And does that mm. mean they feel they can take less risks with the character because they're worried she's not going to be likeable? And I do wonder if they genuinely have had that actual conversation verbatim, mm. because that is a conversation you would hear in Hollywood. Yeah, mm. you could be right on that one. Which is a shame. Um, so... I've got a pitch for you guys. So I've just been playing Battlefield 1 mm-hmm. and... Uh, sorry, Battle, yeah, Battlefield 1. And it suffers from the same problem of a sort of complete lack of joy. And obviously, I guess, because it's in World War 1, but they really run it home. And it just made me not really but want to play it much. One of the, one of the favourite stories from World War 1 is the story of the football match um, yeah, between both sides, between the trenches on Christmas Day. That's full of joy and humour. And it's, you and, know... And pathos, because... Yeah. It, didn't help anybody and that, <laughs> mm, which makes yeah. it really rich yeah. yeah i mean saving private ryan has jokes in it right yeah definitely like, it's, of course it's a character yeah. buddy movie as well as being I about mean, something very especially serious. since i mean 95 percent or something of real war is not firing a gun it's the times in between firing the gun mm. um which gives you a lot of scope for conversations and characterization yeah so yeah no, I think I think we can conclude we think there should be more joy in games, which doesn't sound like a controversial statement when you put it like that. <laughs> Although to anyone outside of the game industry, that sounds completely mad, right? <laughs> like games are about joy, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I do think that might be part of, of why games are so often so hard to present to people who aren't interested in games anyway, because they mm. do seem just kind of like hard work the whole time i mean i feel that. a little bit like their their hard work um yeah. i find it really difficult to start a, a new game nowadays to end on a positive note one of the things i really liked about assassin's creed black flag which had a lot of flaws as all assassin creeds do 
But when you were just sailing around the oceans being a pirate with your guys singing sea shanties and like popping your sails up and going this way and that, there were little moments of, of not just joy, but unscripted joy of just a sort of freedom of the waves type feeling that would just last for just little flashes of that, which were really, really nice. I'd say all of the best open world games do that, really. I know yeah. that's a particularly good example because it's pirates. And they were singing. They <laughs> yeah. were singing. But right. Yeah. But like just, just, you know, GTA driving around the map. Yeah. Um, yeah. being a bit silly they're very aware of it with like Trevor oh absolutely and yeah. i mean yeah like rockstar absolutely absolutely I know how to that, nail joy yeah mm. that that stereo that trope of of the open world game where you watch the sunrise over the mountains like and that is a moment of joy mm. yeah and it's in all that stuff actually like john the snake oil salesman in uh red dead mm. he was really fun and especially as you sort of increasingly realise that he's sort of terrible at what he does and you can take the piss out of him. It's in, like, everything they do, I think. And, mm. yeah, mm. it sort of gets ignored, I think, that element of it. It's not something I'd really considered until now. That I think a lot of people of appreciate in GTA the kind of... Uh, the the jokes behind the parody brands and things like that. I mean, that's, yeah. that mm. is a large portion of what's good about the yeah. story. I do, I do find that slightly on the joyless humour side. Okay. Like, just it's a bit kind of, yeah, okay. Too much, <laughs> wow. yeah. It's obvious humour, but at least it's there. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. That is fair. At least yeah. they're doing something. Yeah. Right, I guess we'd better wrap up. Thank you for listening. And if you've got any comments, we'd love to hear them.